there's nothing there. Let's I just was go like, ahead are you disagreeing right now? Jump into today's episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means the moments between the last episode you heard and the next time you crave our voice in your ear. Is it now? It's now. We are talking about villains today. As always, I am your host, Daniel Rojas, joined by... Chelsea Michelle, a.k.a. feeling hella good right oh now. God, every week it's something new. Yeah. Fresh waking <laughs> hell. Uh, with us most of the time, as much time as you can. Yeah. Not as new, Michelle, with no intro, but I'm still working on it. We still have two more episodes of Villain yeah. for me to get this. You, you, mm-hmm. It's not new, but it's that tried and true Michelle yes. flavor that we all... Go to bed hoping for more of. Yeah, I don't yeah. need an intro. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have one. We're going to get yes. you there. We yes. will get you there. Today we have a special guest with us. I'll let him introduce himself. He is a man of many talents and he may have my heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm Rio Herrera. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I love being on podcasts. Uh, this is probably the third one this month. Okay, oh, Mr. Popular. All right. Mr. Right. Podulous. <laughs> I've known that well to make that joke, so okay. I love this stuff. I love the mic. I love talking. It's, I love being geeky. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And this is a yes. safe haven for all of that. Oh, my God. So today is part two of our villain series. Last two? week we talked about... <laughs> what you say? Two. Oh, okay. I thought you said Jew. <laughs> Why would you? I know are, are you did that. Are we rhyming? I don't know. One, two, We're just going to keep this. You know what? We're gonna gone, gone, the days of man, or whatever. Two, two. <laughs> the Charleston Jew. Anyway, uh, today is part two of our villain series. Last week, we went into Origins, One Bad Day, and what it takes to go from being your average Joe who's just angry at their work to being Batman's nemesis, basically. Oh, man, I'm so close. You're, there you are. You have this whole Poison Ivy vibe about you. I do. And I don't think you should fight it. Or, nope. No, I, you shouldn't. No, I, th- I think, if anything, you, you might be what this world needs. I think so, too. But I'm what yeah. this world wants. Uh, oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with her. So today we're talking about villains in movies, and uh, we've picked out a whole mess of them. It's kind of crazy. Uh, who would like to go first talking about just who they've picked? Don't get too crazy into it, but who you've picked. Ah, my list of people that I picked is um, Alex from Clockwork Orange. One of those older films that, I guess, a horror thriller, but uh, it was banned for a while. And, it was. Yeah. And yes. um, so it's him and his posse. I forgot what they're called. Ghouls or? Drooks. Drooks. Yeah. Drooks. Yeah. Um, him and his little gang that go around killing people or raping and beating. Just That's what terrorizing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah man. And then, uh, <laughs> of course... <laughs> Miss Fabulous Nurse Ratchet from uh, <laughs> One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. One of those books I read in high school and just always stuck with me. Nice. Also, A Fear of Asylums. And <laughs> 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 I was like, I don't want to be in an asylum. <laughs> hey, if I lived back then, women in like menopause, they're like, Michelle, you, even you just trying to be a host on a show. No. I know. They'd be like, what's wrong with her? I mean, if you're acting crazy. That's true. There's yeah. places for those people. Yeah. One day we'll get into my extensive <laughs> knowledge about lobotomies and how bad yeah. they were at the beginning, because that yeah. that's a whole fun topic. And how delicious yeah. they are. And oh. then a little bit about Sauron <laughs> and uh, Darth Vader. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. And that team-up movie they had in the 80s. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Darth Vader was controlling the eye at one point, yeah. and then it just, you know. It was called uh, Red Eyes, Heavy Breaths. Yeah. It was, mm. oh, just fantastic. And Darth Vader mm. was like, screw this, I want dwarves and <laughs> That's hobbits right, too. that's right, you know? 
Uh, what about you, Rio? Who are you talking about? Uh, so on my list, of Johnny Lawrence, of course, Karate Kid fame. Is he a villain? Is he misunderstood? Mm. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Freddy Krueger, everyone's favorite I... nightmare villain. Yes. And uh, can't forget uh, Khan, Nunyan Singh. Oof. You know, Oof. Shatner's, or sorry, Captain Picard. You almost called Captain, him Captain Picard. Captain Kirk's <laughs> number one villain. <laughs> James Tiberius Kirk. James Tiberius. Oh. <laughs> Freddy Krueger, I'm always like, I have horrible insomnia, so I'm like, oh, oh, I'd wow. win. I'd win. <laughs> Fun fact, and you may have heard it on the show before, but one of our hosts used to have a dream yearly where he would fight Freddy. I was, I was literally about to say it's been about maybe four or five months since we had our last encounter. Yeah. Wow. I'm still, I'm still here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Because you're a dream warrior. Yeah. It's because you're, yeah, you're one of those dream warriors. Oh, Damn. My favorite of the nightmares. For real. Like, that was, yeah. like, it's like very excellent. Does it work think about it. It's very like, new mutiny. Does like, it help if you don't act scared? You're just like, God damn it, we met again. <laughs> well, okay, that kind of goes with the fact that I'm pretty sure there are ghosts in my room, yeah. but I've gotten to a point of I need to sleep, yeah. where I'm like, okay, I get it, that chair's moving, but guess what? I don't have to be up for another He's three like, hours. I still have to masturbate yeah. and go to sleep. Is there, yeah, you, you, you've woken me up. How else do you go to sleep? You've woken me up, the sheets are dry again. It's time to just get myself to fall back And it's asleep. kind of like we're Rick and Morty and Scary Terry. I'm like, concerned if you just... about your crunchy sheets now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be concerned about the crunchy sheets. Be concerned about my water bill for how many times I'm doing laundry. No, okay. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Greta Thunberg is or Thunberg or whatever her Thunberg. name is. Thunberg. Thunberg. Mm. She's very upset now. Uh, well, she doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> but she should. She, I respect you. Yes. Uh, who else is on your list? Who's on your list, Kelsey? Oh, who's on my list? Well... Uh, me and Rio have like similar tastes already because he mentioned Freddie. He also mentioned AJ Smith That's as right. well because I could talk about though. Well, Freddie all day, AJ Smith, also Thanos, um, Killmonger, and the Joker. Can't forget Heath Ledger always, but the greatest movie villain of all time, that boy Galactus. Okay, 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 okay. Amazing he was okay. in that movie. No, nothing no. even rivals that. <laughs> You're not talking about Rise of the Silver Surfer. I know you're not. <laughs> it's the Galactus. You mean the same parasitic the cloud from the Gal- Green Lantern movie? Yes. No. That's Green Lantern. I'm talking about the Galactus. Galon. That mo- Nobody touches him. Greatest no one villain. can touch him because he's just... He's exactly. Space, That's what makes him so amazing. Some would even say marvelous. No. Fantastic. No one's going to say that. I just did. Yeah, you're no one. <laughs> yes. And no one is perfect. Exactly. <laughs> so that means we're all perfect. And my guys. My guys. <laughs> that guy's was a joke if you didn't. It was good. If, if you didn't understand the sarcasm, but I have to talk about Galatis, though. <laughs> it's it's like how before we believed the Snyder Cut would ever come out, and you and Ryan just love talking about the fucking Snyder Cut. Mm. Yeah, because I would like to see his vision. I'm gonna watch I like it. Zach I'm Snyder as a director. It. Of course, not everything is great, but... He's a good director. He's yeah. just not a good lover. There's a lot of yeah. shit movies. Like, I watched Batman vs. Superman again the other night, because I was... Or, like, a week ago, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna like it this time. No, I did not. The extended, but I still well, committed to it and watched well, it. Well, the extended edition... Did you watch edition, the extended cut? Yeah, it's still better. It's <laughs> yeah. better it's than original. It's better. But it still highlights my biggest issue with the film, which is... 
Lex Luthor and Jesse Eisenberg. Not Jesse Eisenberg, like I said before, yeah. but just what they wanted from that character. Have you seen him in interviews? He's kind of a douchebag. He's he he's just awkward. Sometimes. He played Zuckerberg yeah. for a reason. And speaking yeah. of Zuckerberg <laughs> and Eisen, Eisenberg, he's kind of one of those people that I would probably like be the interviewer and throw my cards at their face. Like, do you want to be an interviewer? You, you shouldn't do that. I know, <laughs> I know. Don't throw cards at him. He was in Now You See Me. For real. Yeah, just no. catch him and throw him back at you. You can't be getting good for him. <laughs> Speaking of Eisenberg and uh, Zuckerberg, that's one of the villains on my list. Mark Zuckerberg from the Social Network. Hey, Zucks, how you doing? <laughs> Please Facebook let our profile stay here up. We come. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, he's one of them. Um, uh, the Network from The World's End, uh, Nero from the Star Trek reboot, and uh, Kaiser Soze from The Usual Suspect. I've got a couple other ones uh, that I'm just going to you know throw in there as I see fit, and that's Justin Hammer and Whiplash from Iron Man 2. And then the one that, if you know what I'm talking about, you'll also be a little angry. Norm Snively, the drunk, abusive, dog-beating clown from Airbud. Yeah. Oh, well, now no, I already don't like him, and I didn't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, Airbud, cool. Wait, what? The yeah. clown? <laughs> this was a kid's movie? Everyone's are getting beat? The dog was getting beat. At the wait, wait, are you, wait, wait, are you confusing him with Bingo? Because Bingo... No, abusing that beginning of that movie too. Well, I think this, it was about at the beginning of the movie. Well. The dog uh, was went, went a little wild at a kid's party, yeah. and he pulls out the newspaper and he's like, "Ah!" And then they're like, "Oh, let's cut to this scene because the dog was just hit." Mm. And then he leaves the dog on the side of the road, and then he starts drinking, and then he starts watching kids' sports for some reason. There's a lot of things in this show that, you know, is not, not, not great. It's a kid's movie, and it's an yes. alcoholic clown. Yes. It was, was the 90s. 90s. Oh, <laughs> of course. That makes sense. It was Sorry. real life back then. Like, rookie of the year, that you break your arm, but you, you don't, don't heal right. Yeah. You, just you don't remember the after school special from Full House where one of uh, Stephanie's friends is like, yeah, when my dad's beating on me, I think of those Jim Carrey movies. I, I watched Pinhead. In Hellraiser when I was little. Like, I, there wasn't a lot that was screened for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yo, your house is As long wild. as I was reading a book in between. That's one dude I don't fuck with, man. He'd be on a different level. So, I mean, yeah, that's one of those things with movies growing up, especially in the time that, you know, all of us grew up, even you, you know, when you grew up, it, it wasn't necessarily, well, don't let the kids watch this. It's, you know, hey, we're watching this movie. Exactly. Yeah. So sit down, and if you, you know, if you're not going to watch it, close your eyes, because we're going to watch this movie. Exactly. Yeah. I'd like to get into one of the first points of this. What, in your opinion, makes these villains who they are, Michelle? Um, I'd have to say their behavior. And some of them, it's like, you know that they're villains. Um, like Nurse Ratchet, horrible person. Like, she had power trip, which I kind of see sometimes in the medical field. But... <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Giving someone a little bit of power might corrupt them? So it's like, her... One of her things, like, for revenge with McMurphy, I mean, like, when he had attacked her because she accused him of he was the reason that his friend died or one of the inmates died, and when he tried to strangle her, her thing was, well, I'm mad now. We're going to send you up to the other floor and get lobotomized. Like, what? What? Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> how is that your comeback, you psycho? <laughs> but, like, her favorite thing was, you know, I can send you to shock therapy whenever I want. I can change up your meds whenever I want. Like, you're, right. you're a nurse. You're not a doctor. I don't know why you're, like, making up your own cocktails for meds. Well, sometimes, you know, you want to be a mixologist, and the only thing you have is a medical degree. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, she. I mean, she was pretty brutal. There was no remorse for any of the inpatients because it's like, oh, well, we're in an asylum. You're technically crazy. And what's sad is, like, McMurphy and, like, Chief, they weren't actually crazy. No. They just wanted to get a lesser sentence. You know, and, and, and maybe you should have gone for the full thing. Yeah, you know? for sure. 
Some things are worse. Some yeah. worse than what you would have already got. And it's like, how did you not know that back in the day with an asylum? Because mm. uh, they're men. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And then he like, I mean, Murphy Learn. always pushed her button. So it's oh, like, yeah. you knew something was going to go down. If you guys haven't seen that movie, you got to watch it. Yeah. And the book is compelling, too. Oh, I haven't read the book. I got to read the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think a lot of uh, villains are villains simply because of uh, traumatic childhoods. Yeah. Okay. Mommy, daddy yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. Big, big, big thing. So what do you think about that is, you know, leads them to, instead of going the opposite way, like, you know, I'm not going to be that way when I get older, going towards, well, I've suffered, so let's make everyone else everyone suffer. Everyone else mm-hmm. suffer. Yeah. So what is it about those characters you think does that? Like, that changes that switch from one way to the other. Uh, environment for one look I'll give you an example watching that Joker movie with uh, Joaquin mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. prime example prime example of that mm-hmm. uh, seeing how he came from basically that world of poverty and then of course like oh hey mom's uh, mom's a nutbag mom's a nutbag <laughs> yeah. I think that was his breaking point is yeah. to find yeah. out what to find out when she was really crazy yeah yeah, yeah. it took me a while before I watched that because I was like putting it off for so long and I'm like, I'm a huge fan of any movie that is produced by, uh, oh, dang, I forgot his name, uh, the producer of Batman. Uh, he has the right since 89. Um, God, I even met the guy. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, he is one of our more avid listeners. How can he not know me? <laughs> but yeah, so like, I, I was like pushing myself away from that because I was like, it's not going to be a Batman movie. Not at all. And then I watched it, and I'm like, damn, this movie was crazy good. It was a a Batman movie, too. And it was a Batman movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. And we we can get more into that at some other point, because we talked about the Joker a little bit. Oh, yeah, we did. Unfortunately, that episode I don't think ever aired. What? Did it? That, no. I think, I think, no, I think that's the one when the Baba Yaga uh, ruined our sound. Ooh. Oh, okay. Word. Mm-hmm. Might have to go back through the archives and try to savage that. Yes. Um, I think that was one of the episodes I was on because we couldn't play it. Yeah, and yeah. It, 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 oh, it was all yeah. messed up. Yeah. Word. Um, for me, what makes... Um... Todd Phillips? That was the director, right? Yeah. The no. producer, though. The producer. Oh. producer. Yes. I can't remember. You know, Matthew Sorry. Broderick, Nathan Lane. Yeah. He's had the rights for Batman since 89. Yeah, but like um, what Rio was saying, like childhood traumas, um, daddy, mommy issues, and that's very true with like most villains because like, for example, with Killmonger, it was the fact like his dad was took him from him. So that's where he has those father issues, but also the abandonment issues as well from being, not being able to go to the country that you're from and having that same country exactly. take away your home, which is your father. And then another thing too is like, why, like what you saying, Daniel, like, why don't these people, like, all right, I see how shitty my childhood was. I seen these things happen to me. Why do they decide to be bad as well instead of being heroes or, or doing the right thing or shining right. light right. on the positivities in their life? It's a simple thing. Like, I always go back to, it's just easier to be a bad guy. It's easier to be it's like, much the easier. world said fuck me, so fuck the world back. Yes. I'm gonna make it burn. You know why? Because it doesn't care. Whether I do it or not, somebody's gonna do it. It's that whole, if I have to be down here at this level, then I'm bringing everyone with me. Exactly. And that kind of that, that, that kind of makes me think of, you know, one of the characters I was talking about, Whiplash. He, in his mind, his family was wronged by the Starks. Exactly. Right. And so it wasn't so much he's gonna drag them down to where he is, but he's gonna 
try and pull down while he elevates exactly. to kind of leapfrog into the position that and Tony Stark was in. And show the world there ain't no difference between us two and, if anything, I'm the superior. Exactly, I, exactly. Yes. Uh, one of the things I like about what makes a villain a villain is because sometimes it's not being evil or trying to hurt everyone, but in your mind, you're doing the right thing. Exactly. But, it, you know, kind of like what Chadwick Boseman said on that Tonight, uh, the, was it Tonight Show? Not Tonight Show, Daily Report. Yes. What do you say? Daily Show. Daily Show. That Killmonger and Black Panther, there's no villains in that movie. It's just two sides of the same coin because yes. everyone is the hero in their story. Exactly. Same thing with Joker. Yeah, he was inflicting pain, but in his way, he was going to create a whole new world mm -hmm. that would have reflected him because he was the he was the true image of what society was, not what the elite said it was, not what the media said it was, but here's what the here's what society is doing to this person with even the network and world's end they're aliens who came and gave us all this technology but we're going to replace a few of you with a few of us and we're going to keep doing this until you know this is a better world and humans don't want that mm -hmm. um what's the quote from there we want to live we want to do what we want to do we want to get loaded and we want to have a good time <laughs> we're humans vegas <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's many different things that can make a villain a villain, but in these movies, because we're talking about villain movies, or villains in movies, what are some of the goals of these villains? Crushing their enemies. Okay. Well, uh, can you can give me a specific one from, from your list. Let's okay. talk about Johnny for okay. a second. Johnny. Johnny mm. Lawrence. He wants to crush Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Danny is his mortal enemy. In his yeah, house. dude. He got embarrassed by Danny. So he was like, I got to put him down. Yeah, fragile and, male ego. And to see that from to go from Karate Kid to Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai did it so well. Fantastic show. I just finished season two. I had two. to watch it. We were yeah. talking about that. I highly yeah. recommend. Oh man, yeah, it's highly and, recommend. It's on the list. But that's a prime example. Like that's like I gotta crush my enemy because he embarrassed me. Do you think that kind of goes in with the whole um, his childhood and the fact that his stepdad was the way he was and the only thing he was good at was his karate thing? And then here comes Danny fucking Larusso. In no his way. short shorts, <laughs> taking his girl, showing him up in karate, causing problems. I mean, I don't want to say I get it, but make the, <laughs> make the kid eat sand, you know? <laughs> I love ben the twisted story. <laughs> the twisted story is so awesome. It's amazing. Uh, what about you, Michelle? What, what are some of the plans of these people and... and what are their, what's a goal? Yeah, with Sauron, I mean, he was the one who deceived the elves in the beginning when they were making the rings of power. Mm -hmm. And then he came around and made the one ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, the universal remote. Yeah. <laughs> this one's for your Roku. Exactly. This one's for your CD changer. But this one. Yeah, so his <laughs> whole mission was to try to get that ring back yeah. so he could get his power back. And Sauron, I mean, in the film, it, he's still an intimidating figure, even though you only see him kind of as the eye of Sauron. Mm -hmm. But you also see him as, like, a disembodied voice and, I think, like, a humanoid figure at one point. Um, right. And I, well, that's one of those things where when someone has so much power or so much hate after yeah. a certain level of death, they're no longer recognizable. Yeah. Mm. They become one thing. Yeah. And that's it. That darkness. Yeah. And we have to Whoa. say, like, you know... Um, Frodo, in the Lord of the Rings films, like, you see him trying to get to um, Mount Doom to, just, like, destroy the ring. Not that Frodo was the MVP of it, because that's Sam. Sam. Oh, <laughs> we all know. We all know the boy Legos was the MVP of the movie. Lego Lamb? No, we call him Legos. <laughs> Where I'm from. I mean, Mary and Pip, you know. 
Yeah. Second breakfast, baby. Sam, Second breakfast. Sam, breakfast. <laughs> Sam got them there. I mean, Gollum ultimately finished it, but you see the power that <laughs> but, yeah, Gollum, Sauron has on people. Gollum finished it in a very Looney Tune Tom and Jerry yeah, kind of way. You ain't lying. Where he's wily coyote <laughs> himself off of I the gotcha. fucking cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Does he really want to live like that, though? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he, he, at this point, he could have had an OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's somebody's. Coach. He's someone, you know, <laughs> for just three ninety nine a month. <laughs> I, I believe it's Mike uh, from here at Escape Velocity Comics said, "Everyone is or everyone is someone's favorite X Man." You yeah. know, Gollum is someone's cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for their own reasons. Um... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Schmeagol did have a, a soft side, you know, when he talks to himself and he's all eating his food. Yeah, not cute, though. No, 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 <laughs> not cute. <laughs> Kelsey, what, for, what are some of the goals that you see, and, like, what are these plans that need to be executed by the uh, antagonists? Well, depending on said antagonists, but, like, for example, Agent Smith in The Matrix, his plan was to shut down the chaos, which was the one. Before we get into it, and I know it always happened, but the anomaly. The system has to be the system, and it has to work, or it all fails, and he represents that. So he went in and tried to go to the source by taking out Morpheus, because Morpheus can't train Neo, more or less, or he could break that, the heart and soul of Zion, then the one would fall, and that's what his main goal was in the first one. So would you agree that then uh, Agent Smith... He's also thinking he's doing the right thing. He's an antibody. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's, he's here trying to keep the body clean. Exactly, because yep. humanity, quote-unquote, is the virus, and they're just trying to make sure that the virus doesn't overtake the body, which is Earth, and that's what their whole purpose was. So to them, they were just doing their job because their job makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. If something is going wrong, I know what that is, handle that situation. And what was going wrong? Was humanity. Humanity, (laughs) you know, that kind of goes along with the network from World's End. They just wanted to make sure that this planet, which was a low-level, backwater, naked ape planet, could eventually realize its potential and join the rest of the universe. You guys want to be advanced? You guys want to be better? Do you want to stop killing yourselves the way you are, destroying your Earth? We're going to do this for you. We're not going to tell you about it, and if you Mm -hmm. revolt, then guess what? We're going to turn you into mulch. Off topic, did you guys watch the link that I sent you where it was tying John Wick into Matrix? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, we talked about this. Did you, um, did you like it? I loved it. <laughs> My favorite thing about fan theories that work that well is yeah. at the end of it, you're like, well, shit. Yes. <laughs> you just blew my mind. I don't know if we can call this a fan theory I know, anymore, when my friend but... showed me that, I was like, no. And then I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God. Because Morpheus is in John Wick as well. Yes. Oh. A lot of those characters are... It's it's the Christopher Nolan effect. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, most of the characters from Inception were in the Dark Knight uh, trilogy and oh, the Happy, uh, dude, happy Madison model. model. Yeah. It's 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 wild. <laughs> it's crazy. So then, okay, these are the plans. These are what they want to do. How do they go about it? Well, um, for Sauron, it was more of like you you hear the whisper through the film. He, he's talking to them, controlling them, like Robin Williams in Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. Nurse Ratchet was a little. <laughs> she's more blatant, like showing sure. what she can do. Um, Darth Vader, you see it when he's conquering the Jedis and killing them. And the thing is, like, Darth Vader, yes, he's a villain. I think Palpatine is the worst one, but... Jar Jar Binks, okay? 
That's true. It's not his fault not that sure George Lucas created him. Best yeah. character in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> George Lucas exists the same way that the Fuglies in the yeah. first Spy Kids movie exist. It's not their fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Darth Vader, you kind of see Big when he's fighting Luke. Luke and his, you know, he cuts off Luke's hand and then he says, I'm your father. And I think that was more to convince him, like, come join me. Like, we are blood. Mm-hmm. Like, join me on the dark side. But it didn't work out. Like, Luke wasn't about that business. But. Yeah. I mean, but the dude was still blowing planets up and, you know, choking yeah. out folks. Yeah. So. Choking them out. I mean, what do you think his ultimate goal was? Just to wipe out any remnant of resistance or I think so. was there a bigger yeah. plan? No, I think no. that was his big plan. He yeah, wanted he, to be the ultimate leader. Yeah, he was doing what he was told to do. Yeah. Just following orders. Exactly. Well, that's why I say Palpatine is <laughs> yeah. ultimately the most evil. He's the real puppet yeah. master. Yeah. Okay, okay. Pulling all the four strings. <laughs> what about you, Rhea? How, how, how do some of your antagonists go about executing this, the other plans? Uh, well, I, I chose Beetlejuice as one of my yes. villains. I yes, yes. So I love how he his goal was to trick the residents of the house to release him. And, of course, releasing him, let him have his power. Mm-hmm. Yes. I never thought of him as a villain, no matter how many times I watched it. Because I was introduced to the cartoon first. Yeah. And then I knew there was a movie. And I was like, all right, this Beetlejuice, he's fun, loving Beetlejuice. I wouldn't say he's lovable. I'd say, oh. you know, Alec Baldwin and uh, who was the lady who like, played oh, his well, wife? I think he's lovable. Uh, Gina? Oh, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Gina yeah. Davis, Alec Baldwin, and of course, young little goth girl. <laughs> Ryder. Yes. Those are the lovable Shop characters. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was more referring to the cartoon, well, but. Okay, uh, the cartoon's very different because it yeah. takes that character and makes him. Yeah, that's exactly. friend. That's why I never saw him as a villain. Yeah, Beetlejuice yeah. yeah. so is like, okay, so funny. Cool. He's kind of charming, though. I yeah. find him. Deadpoolish. But he's a master of mischief, though. Yeah, which, okay. Loki. This is why it makes sense. Hold on. Hold on. I'm connecting dots right now. Yeah. And it, it's, polka it's, dots. What are these dots turning into? A rune. And what does that rune say? Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, you figured me out. <laughs> so then we've got we've got the characters, and with Beetlejuice, you said he's his goal is to trick. Now he does that very very well, and then it's like even after they've realized it, he still has ways to trick. Yep. He still has another few fucking cards up his sleeves. <laughs> you thought you were playing solitaire, and he's throwing out reverse cards from Uno. <laughs> this is a madhouse. <laughs> so, how does he stack up against the protagonist in this movie? Oh, wow. Well, uh, Beetlejuice is providing this this uh, atmosphere was like, I want to be the king of mischief. Yes. Okay. While everyone else is like, oh, I want to live in this happy house. <laughs> I wanted to be quiet. I want to enjoy my peace and harmony. Right. But he's like, I'm not having that. I'm going to cause calamity. I liked my front yard and backyard before you destroyed it. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? Okay. So then, I mean, is he, same as Agent Smith, another antibody to what he perceives as the natural order? Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah. Okay. Because he wants the house to be his way. Yes. Not their way. Mm. And mm. They're, they're feeling the same as far as... We can't have Beetlejuice in our world. Right, and Beetlejuice is saying, my world doesn't exist with your fucking rules. <laughs> like, this is... And that's the thing, it's like, with Beetlejuice, is he bringing anybody else over with him, or is it just him, like, ruling outside? I would say it? probably not, because even in the waiting room, they're like, oh, this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> He's bad. I love that waiting room scene. Yeah. <laughs> what was the book she was reading? Oh, God, I can't remember. <laughs> Are you talking about the, the recently deceased book? Yes. <laughs> oh, that was actually um, 
we sold that here a couple Christmases ago. Oh, really? Yeah, we got I like five I... in, and then the same day, gone. Gone. Oh my god. Oh my. Just I wanted one so bad. What about you, Michelle? How does some of your antagonists stack up against the the, the protagonists? Because good guy, bad guy, is so relative. And let's just you know, let's not get that mean. Yeah, I mean, like I said, with Darth Vader, like him against, I guess his son Luke, or or even Leia. Um, obviously, I don't think they're as powerful as him. You know. Luke was given more of this good boy shine in the film, so sure. of course the hero has to come out um, on top. But I don't think I think for me, um, Darth, in, in in his defense, like he had a breaking point. Well, he had a burning point. Yeah. Or if you want a melting uh, point. Yes. We yeah. all do. Because initially, you know, before he went ashes, to the dark ashes. side, you know, he was Dust thinking his ultimate goal was to save Padme. Because he kept imagining her dying. He was like, I'm going to save you. <laughs> right. And I'm going to avoid this. But And I just have to use the dark power a little bit. And it just didn't work out. <laughs> the dark side is so seductive. Yeah. There's a where, lot of ways that where, this could have gone Where Luke is more like self-righteous, kind of like Superman. Luke is also a whiny bastard at the beginning of the movie. Yes. But I was going to go to the Tashi station to buy water. Of course. <laughs> he was just a normal boy. Yeah. And shooting swamp, swamp yeah. rats. Swamp rats. Yeah, that's a sign of a serial killer at a young yeah. age. Oh, it's called meat. How do you think he's had to survive? He got a skin. We got to survive. Yeah. They, 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 they somebody hurting. Just imagine somebody came to your life. Came like, about. <laughs> somebody came to your door and be like, you're a ninja Jesus. I'm like, but I had shit to do today. That's great, but if I don't renew my license by today, <laughs> that I would be me. I, I was vacuuming. Yeah. Thank you very much. There's things that if I don't do today, my whole week's gonna be thrown exactly. off. Okay? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the bigger things I play right now. I'm like, no. <laughs> like the power converters at Tashi Station. Exactly. <laughs> For me, like, I, obviously, I love the character um, build up, but I felt like it was like obviously. Goody two shoes against what they claim is like the super evil, which well, I don't think that sure. Darth Vader is the super evil. He's not. He's I mean, not. again, he's no. not. He's doing what he thinks he needs to be doing. Yeah. And Palpatine is definitely the puppet master. Yeah. I will say they did try to, you know, do that Sandra D thing with him in the last movie and, you know, give him a little bit of edge. You know? <laughs> when he put out the cigarette. <laughs> the cigarette was inside all of us. Look at me I thought it was heartburn. Sand. The heartburn is from the cigarette. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. It's a circle of life. Because, yeah. I mean, it, he still has a soft spot. Like, he could have killed Leia when he killed everybody else on the ship. But he was like, eh, I'm going to take her back and interrogate her. Also make her watch her planet blow up. That might loosen those lips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, shit. So he did have to know that was his daughter. He didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't at that point. Because he didn't know she had twins. He also didn't know that the kids survived. Mm-hmm. But he knew Luke did. No. He sensed it later on. But Wait, he insisted it in Leia. Palpatine told Vader. I think he, you know what, maybe he did. Because Leia was resistant to um, Vader's mind control. That's because, yeah, well. Yeah. So I, I do feel like Vader knew. But well, he didn't want to, like, acknowledge his daughter. Right, he's, he's like, like, no, 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 no. I, I would have I had a son. It's like China. I would have had a son. Where's my son? So, one of the ones uh, Kaiser shows, and this is kind of problematic always to talk about because you know how I always addressed Kevin Spacey as that fucking pedophile. That nasty but, man. Um, that nasty, nasty man. Yeah. But this is still one of my favorite fucking movies. The Usual Suspects is a classic. Oh my god, the ugly Baldwin, Del Toro. <laughs> Yo, don't do that to Steve. Daniel. <laughs> See, I just threw out a name. I know. <laughs> it's one of them. 
That's right. Oh, I forgot Daniel Bob. Daniel 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 Daniel. And, that was, and that was before he, he went real Christian-y. Before he be, he's like skate skateboard for Jesus, guys. They're like oh, the white wow. waves. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send you some links on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. He started he started using the words dude and bro a lot more when he was talking to teenagers. He tried to uh, you gotta relate to him. Was he living you in California? Youth, you were a youth pastor. I was going no, I was going to be a youth pastor. Going to be you basically were. Uh, you didn't get a certificate, but you but you passed. I was, it was okay. I was going to be a nun. <laughs> You're not getting none of this. I'm sorry. I just imagined you in the flying nun costume. Get out my head. That's what I saw too. That's right. Yo, I ain't gonna fuck with the flying nun. Who was that? Not Beth Miller. No, Sally Field. No, no. It wasn't. What you call it? Uh, Barbara Streisand? No, that was Sally Field. Oh, Sally Field. Oh, Sally Field? oh yeah. shit. Barbara oh. Streisand was gentle. Like how oh, our see. audience is probably like, she's so highly regarded amongst us. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so one of the ones Kaiser says, the fact that you don't find out until the end, but you know that this dude is doing all these mad things around town, killing people, mm-hmm. fucking things up, and don't get in his way because then this weird looking dude who works for him is going to, you know, have you bumped off. Mm. And then finding out that this little limp fucker, barely able to talk, pissing his own pants around guns, is Kaiser So's. Fucking brilliant. (laughs) Amazing. Because this man is, he's playing 4D chess, you know? Mm. And they're playing Uno! Yeah. Don't shit on Uno. Stop doing that Uno. I'm not. I love Uno. I ain't like that tone you use. (laughs) <laughs> I, have, I have to say, the character that I have that has no purpose was Alex from Clockwork Orange. He's just all about the dystopian yeah. England with the. He's um, just singing in the rain. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And that's wow. why I dug his grave, you know. Great way to put it, by the way. <laughs> if he didn't sing Singing in the Rain the last time he was caught, he yep. would have not been. Not at all. No. But it's it's the idea that him and the Droogs were all about the mayhem. Yeah, they, they were a. They That's were, all they were. They were just a wild dog chasing cars. Just like he was yeah. just Joker, he, and it's the no thing purpose. about yeah, he had no purpose. But like you was talking about, how did he bring his plans to fruition? It's like you don't have to blow up the whole building to make it fall. The Joker just knows what bricks to pull. Yes, he's like, all right, if you go to the money, take that out. What are people going to do without money? If I want to hurt your feelings, I'll kill your grandma. Exactly. Like, I know ways to get you out with me, so overt with it. Yeah. And then, like, he was telling Batman, it's like, yo, I just do shit to do shit. I just like to see shit happens. I'm no, I don't know, I don't have no end goal. I'm just doing shit. I'm living my life as chaotic as I can. So then, with that chaos and with the order that Bruce has instilled in his life from the get-go, how does that match up in your in your mind? How do those when those two forces meet? Is it an equal power level? Is it something that one will obviously triumph over the other, or is it something like the two constants in the universe, life and death, kind of thing that have to exist for the other to exist? It's um, not necessarily because like the Joker does represent chaos and Batman order, and me being like a logical person, I'm like, no, that's why I get Batman. It's like, all right. If this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. It's hard to um, plan for that unknown, that variable. Uh, also, that makes Batman better because when he deals with the Joker, he'll be like, yo, I got to make sure I can figure out every possible way this could turn. But you can never really know because the Joker's like, I might just do this. Be- oh, maybe I might kill myself. Well, that's the thing. They put it on your hands. Yeah. Make sure it's you psychologically because long term, long terms, that's my end goal. Well, you're saying, you know, that's what makes Batman better. 
but isn't there some kind of strength and power and kind of a strategy to be able to change your plans on the fly? Yeah, exactly. And the thing too, um, even talking about like the Batman and Joker, the Batman could easily, if he wanted to, kill the Joker or put him in a position where he'll no longer be a threat. But that goes against his moral compass because it's different levels. The Joker has no morality. Batman has morality and his order and the way he was trained. So when those things come together, that's why like he's his, um, Batman's greatest um, villain because he is the opposite and he's always going to be that way because he knows that Batman's never going to do that one thing. And if he does, then that's how you end the Joker and you end him because that's the only thing Batman will have to do to bring Joker's um, reign to an end. So there was something in one of the more recent Batman comics where... Um it comes out that Joker has never seen anyone else as a real person other than Batman. That they're the only two. He believes everyone's already dead. Wow. And it's just these two, and that's why he does this. Mm. To prove to him, it's just you and me. So no one else matters to Joker. No one else matters Batman. to Joker. No. And Batman, everyone matters. Right. Yin-yang. Yeah, exactly. 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 And that's interesting. <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up, because that also reminds me of... Like you heard us talk about the show before, we talking about again the Harley Quinn cartoon. So because Harley realized early in like episode or not early in episode one, but in episode one, like the only person Joker loves is fucking Batman. That's it. Cause he loves to fuck with Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking with Batman <laughs> and being a villain to Batman, it will wake him up in the morning and keep his day going. Um, immovable object, unstoppable force. Yeah. Exactly. What about you, Rio, with your other character that you were going to talk about? Um, Con. Gonna, Con. Oh. Con. One of my favorite characters, uh, for many reasons, one being that as a kid, I'm like seeing this Hispanic yes! uh, actor on the screen, on the big screen. Oh, as, a, and, as a big name. Yeah. Like he's a superstar, not just from TV, but now he's on the big screen, you know, in one of the greatest sci fi series in the world. Okay. Second only to Fantasy Island. <laughs> <laughs> the plane, boss. The plane. <laughs> Saw the movie, wasn't impressed, but I knew I wasn't going to be, but I watched it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sinner? <laughs> <laughs> Can't spell sin without the end. All right. Oh, my God. So, so you got to cool. explain a guy in one of the greatest uh, sci-fi series. Yeah, definitely. So, like, I, for one, was not... Uh, familiar with their early Star Trek series, like it's I gotta go back and re-see them or, uh, or re-watch them because I didn't wa- I didn't grow up watching those as right. a kid. Like those came out way before I was even born. Of course. Mm-hmm. So going back and seeing these certain episodes from the original series, I'm like, oh god, these characters are really in depth, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was like. Then seeing it in Star Trek 2, yeah, I'm like, holy crap. You see how a whole community was made. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. People were yelling Khan for no reason, but other people who knew. Yeah. <laughs> True Star Trek fans will know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was Khan! People who learned Klingon and everything. I mean, it's, yes. it's like J.R. Tolkien with the Elvish. Like, you yeah. just have a whole community. It was Heck a yeah. I'm Rick James bitch of his day. <laughs> <laughs> worlds that create worlds exactly. <laughs> and that's the power of imagination and creativity and geekness like so what was it about Khan that really stood out to you when you first saw him honestly it's the fact that he hated Kirk 
with a passion. Oh, and I've never, and I've never seen that. I've never <laughs> seen that. I don't never hate, I will never hate the <laughs> space pimp. Okay, <laughs> that man slept with anything and everything. You know, okay. you you know he fucked a triple at one. <laughs> Stop! I was literally about to say that. Literally, I'm like, you know he put it in. That's the trouble with triples. Those little Kirks, those little Kirks, they're all over the floor. <laughs> huh? I wonder what would happen if I just put it in there. <laughs> does it have a hole? Yeah, does it does. Okay. We'll make one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know about you guys now. <laughs> you brought it up. You brought it up. You brought it up. You brought it up. Kirk got it up, and the triple got it. I mean, that, again, I can't say anything bad about the space pimp. No. All right. Uh, but again, his cons passion, passionate hate for Kirk was what like took me and grabbed me, and I'm like, I've never seen that in a show. Oh man. Ever. Yeah. You know, much less a movie. Mm. And to see that on the big screen, I'm like, wow, I want to see where this goes. So and as a kid, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as a kid, I'm like, this is really awesome. Yeah, man. You know, because that came out in the 80s, and I'm like, holy crap, this is so cool. Right, yeah. yeah. It, they, there was there was not a whole lot I love like hate. that. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> All you had before that, or maybe I'm wrong, when did Barbarella come out? Well, that was a late 70s. That was right? a 70s flip. Yeah. yeah. God, I remember that too. Oh, oh, Rio's Awakening. <laughs> it took me a, like I watched it when I was little. I was like, "What is going on?" And then I watched it again. I was like, "Oh, oh, this is this is a whole, this is a whole." Thing. I think that movie was geared towards little boys. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> so, so then with Khan and his hate for for Kirk, how does that play out? What what elements do you see at work there? And I mean, obviously, it's one of those rivalries for the ages. People yeah. nowadays know it, including the remake, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, with yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch playing Khan and the reverse where it was Spock and Khan who hated each mm-hmm. other. So one of the things I noticed is that Khan wanted to destroy Kirk. Not physically. No. Emotionally. Yes. He wanted to break his spirit. In a and way the, that would last. And the only way to do that is by hurting him. Exactly. And how do you hurt someone in the most logical way? Hurting their love, killing their loved ones. Emotions. Yeah. That honestly is the the harshest sentence. Is is not to kill you, because killing you is pointless. Because yeah. then it's, it's done. Yeah. But to, to mentally break yeah. somebody, mm-hmm. like, to create eternal pain. Yeah. Psychological warfare. To yeah. have it where certain smells, certain words, certain songs. Ah! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put you right back into that spot. Yeah. That's time travel. And it's the most evil version of time travel. Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> are you a time traveler? We don't talk about that. We can't talk about that legally on the show. I'm here from 1809 right now. The temporal time force is coming back. So with that, then, what were your thoughts into the Into Darkness remake? Because the universe has shifted slightly. Yes. Uh, that took me by surprise because I didn't ex- I didn't look at the trailers. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't want to. I'm one of those people that hate looking at you trailers because they're like, they it. tell you everything. Remember yeah. when they, you didn't do that? Remember yeah. when they were like this? In is the seventies and eighties, a trailer gave you thirty in. seconds of footage, and you're like, I want to see that movie. Yeah. It gave me just enough that I want to see yeah. that movie. Now you're like, oh shit, I know the fucking story, Why? the plot, yeah. and the ending. Yeah. Why would I ever need to see this? Exactly. They left. They put all the good parts in, and then when you get to the movie, it's like the rest are fillers. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Like you get trailer one, two, three, then TV spot, oh, I hate and then that. Super Bowl. I hate that that's why passion. I stop watching. I'll, I'll watch like one trailer. And yeah, I like, yeah, let me just see the first one. All right, cool. I don't need to. <laughs> yeah. So, with that remake, what were your thoughts going into it, and what were your thoughts afterwards? And most importantly, 
when that reveal happened. I didn't expect to see Khan, for one. As, again, due to the trailers. Or me not wanting to see all the spoiler right, trailers. Right. Secondly, I, if, if it was going to be a Khan, why couldn't it be a Hispanic Khan for me? Word. You know? I have to go there. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Because, because we're there. always there. Yeah, I was going to say, have you, have you listened to the show? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, if your expectation was that from the original, why shouldn't you have that expectation? Exactly. So then, question there. Who would you have cast instead of Benedict Cumberbatch? Cumberland? Oh, easy. Cumberland? <laughs> Cumberland. Cucumber. <laughs> Benedict. Benedict. Cumberbatch? Is it Cumberbatch? No, you Benedict. Del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the perfect uh, person for this would have been Banderas. Yes, I was going to say the Whoa, same thing. Yes. Banderas would have been perfect. What about yes. Bardem? Javier Bardem. Ooh. Which one is that? Javier, Javier is... He's, he's a good match for the or cycle. No, no Country for oh, Old Men? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No Country yeah. for Old Men. All right. yeah. Yeah. Or, or Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro. My only thing with Benicio was like, he's a great actor, but physically would he have been able to match? Sure, because even in The Last Jedi... He was still kind of a schlubby. Yeah, like, you know, he was kind of lumpy. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I yeah, love this character. Javier yeah. Bardem. Like, yeah. Javier has the body already. Yeah. I can we, see Javier. Yeah. We've seen him take down, you know, people with a uh, fucking, what was he using in No Country for a Old Men? Bolt, bolt shooter. Yeah. yeah. And then we also <laughs> saw him take down Bond almost out in, yeah. in uh, what yeah. was that, uh, Skyfall? Oh, that One ride, of them. that right, you're right. Yeah. Skyfall. Yeah, it was Skyfall. He's a diverse actor. He would have fit the role. Just a specimen of a man. Yeah, but Benicio is yeah. is sharp. Mm-hmm. Like he's very versatile, mm-hmm. and the fact that like don't get me wrong, like there's been I've seen Benicio in so many movies where he's not speaking Spanish, yeah. and as a Spanish speaker myself, seeing <laughs> Spanish actors transition from English to Spanish on the fly, oh my god, and doing it well, doing it well, blows yeah. me away. It's, okay, it, um, it, it's not Adam Sandler's Spanglish. No, it is. <laughs> It is just rolling between the two in like this dance where it's like, okay, now you're here and then I'm here. Yeah. Right. Because one of the things too, like, that's why I don't like Hollywood because the fan theories came out that I think there was like script leaks when they said that it was um, Khan that um, Cumberbatch was actually playing, but then they had to do the whole, no, no, it's not him. No, no, no. We're going to give away the twist. So I think if they would have cast and a Hispanic to play the role, then it would just gave away that. And then people were like, all right, we know this is going to happen, this rapper Khan, but they didn't want to come out and call it Khan because how iconic that it was. But iconic. Then, yes. <laughs> but at the same token, it's like, if you know how this is, and you're not going to well do it, done. if well you're not going to give it its justice, why do it in the first place? Right. Because yeah. I remember that. I was like, oh, they kept saying it's not Khan, it's not Khan. So when it was Khan, I was like, y'all just lie. Y'all just, like, all right, it's Khan. But like, yo. But now that you said that, I was like, all right, they probably didn't want to go that route. You also wouldn't have hit the backlash of, well, this character was white when I was younger. I'm like, no, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's true, too. But if the movie's good, nobody <laughs> cares because we yeah. already know what I'll con anyway. We right, just exactly. want to see it again. Right. All right, so we're getting really close to the end of the show here. Um, last question for you guys. If you, had, if you had any of these villains come back and had a chance to redo these fights, redo these you know big engagements with the, the uh, protagonist. Who would you put your money on to win this time? Mm. Well, I guess that's kind of like a cheat if I bring up Thanos because he technically won already. I mean, he did come. He did come back a second time and still fucking died. But that's because he didn't do it. 
that Thanos is a different timeline. That's when it get murky. So I believe if that second Thanos didn't get dusty, he would have came back and beat the Avengers. But um, so then, what about the whole thing about him ending up on that farm mm-hmm. and using the stones to destroy the stones and just trying to be peaceful? That was his end game. Like, yeah, he said he wanted to do it. He did it, and he was relaxing. I'm in Florida. I retired. <laughs> I just want to eat my weird with food my Rona. Soup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How you, if it's me, I, if it's me, I, I'm, I'm not retiring. Like, I've had that Rona. Yeah, fuck no. Yeah, but no. He, he created balance. Methods and Rona. And- I'm going to fucking Barcelona, not Florida. Come on. I go to Ireland. Nah. Ooh, Ireland would be nice. Ooh, nice. Ireland would be nice. Nice. Yes. But uh, no, I think Thanos, he would have won again, like, which is actually funny because that's about to happen in the comic books. They've been teasing about that with Thanos destroys the Marvel Universe. Yeah, but how many times again. is Thanos going to come back and almost destroy the Marvel Universe? A lot. Because Donny Cates said it's going to happen again. All right, but if you put someone like Donny Cates behind it, I'm going to read. Exactly. So... <laughs> But then, um, talking about, but then, if I'm to switch over to Killmonger, I do believe if he didn't pass at the end of that film, he would have found a way to unite a large mass of black people in that universe with the means that they needed to start the revolution and to finally be taken seriously as a people and bring them under one umbrella. Okay. Okay, let me jump in on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, get in on this. Do you think he would have done to... The white world, what the white world did to everyone else who wasn't white. I don't think he would have been enslaving people or like wiping them out, but he definitely would have made it be known like if you're not with this, then you're against this. But I don't think he True. would have went out there True. like, nah, you you don't look like us, so we're gonna treat you differently. Because like he told T'Challa, don't doesn't everybody come from Africa? So aren't you the king of everybody? So he would have just been more. I'm like, this is wow. running the show, so respect it. Okay. Wow. What about you, Michelle? If I had to see a fight come back from my characters, they get they, they get a chance at round two. Yes, okay. they got a chance to plan now. So Chief was McMurphy's friend in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> so she sent McMurphy for the lobotomy. Yeah, and Chief was the one who found him in the bed with the lobotomy scars and was like, oh, "I'm gonna put you out of your misery," and like suffocated him. That's a powerful moment, by the yeah, way. Yeah, so if it you is. haven't seen the movie, that is gonna blow it's you. Away. Very emotional. Yeah. I would have then, like, chief to walk back to that nurse station and take that bitch out. Like on a nice summer night date. Like a steak <laughs> Somewhere. to the forehead. Oh, yeah, yeah. A yeah. little, little bit of butter on that steak. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some garlic mashed taters. Like, you're oh, going to use yeah. a steak to do her lobotomy. And we're like, talking, like, ribeye. We're talking, like... <laughs> I'm talking about, like, a tomahawk steak, but okay. bone. Yes. <laughs> As an indigenous yes. man, I've never heard about that. Is that one of the buffalo steaks? <laughs> Sure, whatever. <laughs> but take that old hag out. Yeah, like, she needs a night off. It's like yeah. they both were not crazy. And, and like you said, it's a powerful new moment when he realizes... That his friend is gone. His friend is gone. He's the last sane person in a crazy house. Yeah. Damn. And all you did was attack her for, you know, accusing you of something. And she lobotomized you and created you into something that's not a man. And so, yeah, for me, if I could go back, I would have Chief kill her after it. Okay. That's pretty damn good. Good call. Rio. All right, so I was just thinking about, like, all the villains in my list. So I think I will go with Johnny Lawrence. For him to whoop Danny's ass, (laughs) he would have to get rid of that karate that he's learned from 
Crease. Yeah. Sensei Crease. Sensei Crease. Cobra uh, Kai! If he had some legit martial arts, like, say, a Bruce Lee teaching, Bruce Lee lessons, mm. he would put Danny on his ass, and he would stay there. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. So then, what if in-universe... <laughs> Miyagi trained Johnny. How much different do you think that would have gone? I don't think they would have been stalemated. Like, they literally would have the same... Would they, if if Johnny already had the training from another place, and he, he, knew, he knew the basics, he knew the fundamentals, and he knew the... Kill shots, if okay, you will. Okay, gotcha. So, well, yeah, you have a good point. So, Johnny is seasoned. Yes, Do- Johnny is seasoned, and Daniel Danny. DeRusso is the way white people season their meat. Right, exactly. So. He's no the newbie. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, and we're done. I don't want it too spicy. No garlic? No, <laughs> no garlic, no onion, no nothing. <laughs> Yo, where's the paprika? Oh, my God. Something's up. Mm. Okay, okay. Hmm. So, so what I, do you think? I, I, I like that. Okay. I, I, I like the idea of, because controversial as it is, Daniel LaRusso is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a complaining. His mom's doing the best that she can. She's just doing the best that she can. And he's like, oh, I don't like this place. I hate everything. I'm going to go <laughs> to the beach with my short shorts. Are you talking shorts. about a teenager? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, yeah. What's yeah. that fucking Ralph Macchio? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Aren't we all little assholes then? From the outsiders. Until our mother beats us. Yeah. Yeah, I like how you said outsiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, Okay, so for me, it's Nero. Okay. Because Nero comes from a place where Spock fucked up. Yeah. And they destroyed their homeland, their planet. So yeah, I get it. Nero, I get that you're angry. But I'd like him to come back and instead of, you know, displacing Spock, knowing where he was, because now he's got the information that Spock has got some new, you know... um, I almost called them Morlocks. That's not what he is. No. Wrong universe. Whoa. Um, elves. Dwarves. They're not elves or dwarves. Why can't I think Minions. of Spock's race? Oh, Vulcans. Thank you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> is he, is I'm just listening. Did you say the Oedipus? Yeah. <laughs> the little, little chunky fatties. The little chunky fatties. And he's not half, right? He is half. Yeah, he's half, half Vulcan, half Romulan, right? If, if no, I, half human. Oh, half human. I knew it was... Yeah. If, I could, have, if I could have Nero go back and like you know not die at the end of it, but come back and fuck it up, I would have had it so that he was the one that killed Spock and Spock didn't just die of old age, but he came back and got his revenge. Word. Spock, you got to die Word. of old age. Uh, Twist it up, man. Twist I know, it up. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Have, have it come out later on that Nero did come back and, you know, killed him, but then set it up to look like Spock had a belt around his neck and his yeah. pants were below his, you know, waist and he had to take the pillow off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have it that way so he, he can humiliate Spock. What's his name from Kill Bill that did that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're here Kung at the end. We're at the great purity. Yeah, there you go. So we're here at the end of the show. Um, We're going to go ahead and call it because we we can keep going about this masturbation joke pretty long, pretty hard, pretty heavy. (laughs) Pretty sticky situation. Pretty sticky situation. I'm a virgin, so no, I cannot. Squirt, squirt. (laughs) Squirtle, squirtle. What? (laughs) (laughs) Squirtle, squirtle. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you for being here, Rio. Thanks um, a lot, guys. Thank you. I love it. We, we really appreciate. You. We'll have you back on at some point. Oh, obviously, this yeah. has been a, this has been a great time. 
Uh, just tell the people where they can find you, anything you'd like to plug, and uh, who are you wearing today? Oh, uh, I love, I swung by Dungeons and Javas. Plug them, man. time about uh, two, I think three weeks ago now. Is that in the Springs? It's in the Springs. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, Austin Bluffs uh, and Academy, just uh, yep. east of Academy. Oh, I have to um, check it out. So I swung by there with my daughter. I was like, I got to check out this place. I've been seeing all these ads on Facebook, and friends have been talking about it on their Facebook posts. And I was like, man, let's see what this place is all about. I saw they had like a great selection of games, great space available for gaming. Obviously, it's COVID days, so you got to wear a mask if you're in there playing. But it's free to go in there with your groups, D&D, tabletop, anything. They also have a fucking private room. Like a VIP room. Mm. So if you got a room of like six, eight, ten players, yeah. like Champagne, make it happen. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, shit. <laughs> we get a little whiskey. <laughs> we, we may get a little sloppy drunk, but we try to keep it whiskey neat. <laughs> mm. So I saw their shirt. They have uh, select them shirts, and this is just one of them. I love this. this is the Barbarian shirt. I don't know if you guys can see it in the back. Hey. And it's actually a very soft material. Yeah, and, and what is that, it's what, comfortable. What does that say on his back, Michelle? It Sorry. says. Barbarians, apply the axe directly to the problem. Mm. Dot, dot, dot. Repeat as needed. There it is. There it is. <laughs> so, again, like, uh, that was uh, something I uh, was like, I love this shirt. Uh, I got to get more shirts. I actually want to get in there with some groups, with our gaming uh, group, and just get in there and have some fun. Absolutely, man. Yeah, um, that would be You great. can find me on Twitter under Lair of Wonders, all one word. On Instagram, Lair of Wonders, all one word. I'm on Facebook under Lair of Wonders Productions. I love sharing everything about my geek life. It's one of my favorite pages to follow. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, man. Thank you, sir. Well, you, love- you've, you've been a good friend of the store and a friend of mine for a while. And, man, we, we, we can't wait to have you back on. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Michelle, anything you want to plug? And uh, where can the people find you? Uh, nothing to plug. Um, I am Emily Gideon on Instagram. And Michelle Gideon on Facebook, so that's where you can find me, or here. Yeah, in yeah. your hearts, in your minds. And most I, would, importantly, I would say, like, Supernova with the guys, but the thing is, I don't go out. She doesn't. <laughs> and, 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 and the weird thing is, the shit she gives us for not going out. <laughs> and you do not need to. Yeah. You don't need to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of a homebody. I like cooking at home that. and being at home. Hey. I... <laughs> Kelsey, what yeah. about you? Anything you want to plug? Where can the people find you? Um, I just want to plug, I guess, um, um, DC's Flashpoint animated movie. Oh, my God. Um, heroes become <laughs> villains in that. Vice versa, villains become heroes. Um, and some characters that you never have thought about have completely different lives in this alternate timeline, if you're not feel familiar with the um, concept. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it before, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Check it out for show. And speaking of for show, Kels for show on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Kelsey DeAndre Greer. And you can also find me at Escape Velocity on Saturdays most of the time because I work there as well. And if you ever want to talk about anything geeky, stop by, purchase some merch, buy some books, and we can have a good time. Purchase some merches. I love yes. it. Yeah. Um, as for me, I'm Daniel Rojas. Um, on Facebook, Daniel Rojas, you can find me there. Instagram, Blue Morpho, one word where the O's are zeros. As I've said before, it's mostly just pictures of me half-nude and pictures of my cat. That's not a euphemism. His name's Murphy. Um, <laughs> Murphy's Law, Ryan Murphy. Murphy Brown? I couldn't hold it now. <laughs> you I couldn't hold it. 
Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, my cat. <laughs> In the morning, he's making waffles. Hey! Continue, <laughs> sir. Now, now, the thing is... <laughs> is that your Eddie Murphy? Can I hear your Charlie Murphy? Prince. He can play some basketball. <laughs> he serves pancakes. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> what about you, Dan? Um, so my plug is um, an older one, but I still love it. And that would be season three of Heroes. Oh, I knew it. I saw yep. it. The Wait, villains. Season three? I love that was the show. villain season. That was the villain season when yes. Nathan rounded up his own people. Yep. And then the the gov- the, the company started working with uh, Siler and all the yeah, other villains. Good to, concept. To round them up. Piss poor execution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like when um you know Marvel or DC when they're like, well, you know what? We have Thunderbolts. We have Suicide Squad. We're going to use the bad guys to get our work done. And that's what I really liked about season three. You got to see a lot of the bad guys who were slightly established in the first two seasons mm-hmm. get to play a bigger role. Yeah, yeah. That, that would have worked Agreed. better if the series went along, okay. went along longer and it was more of a slow... Absolutely. And then you would have come and found out like at the end of season three that there were actually villains there for season four. Season four would have been about the villains being their own squad and how the heroes had to handle that whole situation. Also ask themselves... Why weren't we good enough? And why is the government also keeping more information from us when we thought we was here well, to save the day? I, I guess one of the my biggest loves about it is part of the things that I hated about it was Nathan, a trusted ally, someone who did have powers but hid it, suddenly turning on his friends who have saved his life many times, mm-hmm. yep. who were there for him, and even his biological daughter. Yes. That betrayal in the first uh, episode of that season where you're watching all of the heroes that you've grown to love being hunted down. Mm-hmm. You got Mo Hinder with Matt Parkman and they're on the run stealing clothes and oh and Hero just all drugged up because he all oh. the X-Men once again. Yes, exactly what I was thinking. That's one of the things being an X-Men fan, like that's like, like X-Men storyline exactly. being stolen. Exactly. So none of that wasn't new to me, so I was like Overwhelmed, like I seen it done. Yeah, yeah, I seen it before. Done better with characters that actually get come out. I, well, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know why I edited myself. I was about to say, did you just censor yourself? Like, wow, I know, I like, shame. It's like work mode. Like, shame. Ah, no, no, this is a job. It's basically too. like watching Freak. <laughs> Freak Nick was amazing. That was fantastic. That. Yes. Uh, so this is the end of the show today. We are going to leave you with Luna by TMC. It's TMC with an exclamation mark at the end. They're in Denver. Check them out. And if you or anyone else you know would like to have your music featured on our show, go ahead and email us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you let us know in the comments at our Facebook and Instagram what you liked about this show and what villains you would have picked. We want to know. We want to hear your juicy, dirty little details, you bad, bad baby. (laughs) All right, guys. I love you. I'm glad that we get to come in here. And Rio, thank you for abiding by our rules and getting naked and just talking (laughs) on the show with us. We can all put our clothes on. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week and remember there can only be one chum bucket and just like Thanos it takes only one snap to change your reality to become an escapee stay on Kenny y'all I love let it ride let it ride one time Now I'm two feet tall and my missus I blow my
live I stare at my reflection in the whiskey Kiss the memories goodbye And wonder if you ever miss me Not, not that it would make a difference if you did Cause I love the things that kill me And I know how this will end So, baby, please Get the fuck out of my head I can't live like this no more with me I'm all this gone and dead You never know the price you pay When you deal in the intangible But one thing's guaranteed Life breaks you down to make some man of you And I know I'm still a kid The more I learn, the more I know That life just don't make any sense, baby So fuck it, let's be young and stupid Cause I like the way you look at me Your eyes are size of Luna, but this This ain't what I thought that I'd ever feel like But baby, I feel alive, make no mistake Cause deep, real deep, just like a steel knife Maybe I enjoy the pain And this ain't what I thought that I'd ever feel like But That's cool Enjoy the pain, hey. maybe I enjoy the pain, hey. maybe I enjoy the pain. 